Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. Today, you're in for a very special treat because I'm going to be sharing with you the one thing that you need in order to stop your binge eating. And no, it is not therapy. Now, this is actually a recording from a workshop that I did, and the feedback was incredible. So many ladies messaged me and shared how helpful this was and how incredible their breakthroughs were just after listening to the training. So I figured, why not share it with my podcast family? So enjoy this episode. There's going to be a ton of valuable information inside. So Let's go ahead and dive right on in. And we are going to be diving in to the one thing. Yes, the one thing that you need to end your binge eating. So if you're watching with me live, I see you guys watching with me live. Drop a comment. Say hello. Say hello. And also let me know where you're watching from. I think it's so cool. You guys, there's so many people in this group from literally all over the world. We got Kirsty. Yes, we got Abby. We got Amanda. Woo. I love it. You guys. Okay. Beautiful. Awesome. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. You guys, uh, I'm looking at you guys on zoom and I'm also looking at the comments on my phone just so I may don't miss anything. Um, but yeah, okay. Let's dive into it. I don't want to, I'm not here to waste anybody's time. This is going to be fast, efficient, straight to the point. All right. That's the way I roll. Okay, share my screen. Not the best at tech, but here we go. Ooh, watching from Australia. I love it. Love it. Yeah, let me know where you guys are watching from. We got Maria. Awesome. Okay, focus is the key. Okay. All right, you guys. Hopefully you can see my screen here. All right. Let's dive in. So you guys are all here for this workshop. Um, all about the one thing that you need to end your binge eating. So hopefully you guys are excited. Drop an emoji, drop an emoji. Let me know how pumped you are. What's your favorite emoji? Drop it down below. Okay. So going to keep the intro short. A lot of you guys know me and I don't want to take up 10 hours of your time. So my name is Lorna. I am a binge eating coach. That is my specialty. I help women improve their relationship with food and stop the diet binge cycle. I was a former personal trainer for seven years. I was an online health and fitness coach, and I also owned a fitness studio with my incredible husband uh, for almost three years. 
Um, and then I realized that instead of me standing there counting reps, when people are squatting, I need to help people with their relationship with food. Stop feeling guilty over eating that piece of cake and stop binging and stop feeling out of control with food. So that is my specialty. And I'm so excited to be here today. Okay. So what we're going to dive into today is number one, why you binge. Number two, how you wired this habit deeply into your brain. And number three, how to rewire your brain so that you can stop feeling that nagging impulse to binge. Okay. So why you binge? I had a client join my, my academy program and she said, Lorna, why? Like, why am I feeling so out of control with food? Why do I eat until I am literally physically sick? Like, why do we actually do this? So if you're wondering the same thing, you're here for a reason. And I promise you're going to get value out of this training. So you might be asking yourself the same question. Like, why do I feel out of control with food? What is actually causing me to spiral out of control? Why can't I just eat one small piece of chocolate? Why do I have to eat the entire chocolate bar, right? Why do I eat until the point where I'm physically sick? Why do I know that I'm not even hungry, yet I'm still eating? I'm still turning to food. And why do I know that I'm going to regret it? This is not a good idea. Like you guys intellectually know, I'm going to regret this. I'm going to feel bloated afterwards. I'm going to feel like shit afterwards. But why do I still do it? All right. Is this making sense? So question, out of curiosity, why do you think you binge? Drop in the comments below. Why is it that you believe you binge? Let's just get some, let's get some answers here. Drop it down below. Drop it down below. Why do you believe that you binge? There's no wrong or right answer, you guys. Okay, I'm not grading you or anything like that. Just out of curiosity, why do you believe that you binge? Drop it in the comments. Okay, Janet says, boredom, emotions, food tastes good. Yeah, food is delicious, for sure. Um, I binge because I am bored. Okay. Oh, hey, Trish. Good to, good to see ya. What else, you guys? Why else? There's no wrong or right answer. Uh, sugar, it's just too tasty, but will never satisfy the craving. I keep going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coping with emotions and feelings. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. So you might think, again, there's no wrong answer, really. You might think that you binge because maybe you've listed these answers, right? Number one, you're stressed or you're bored. Number two, you're home alone or it's late at night. A lot of you guys tell me that, oh my God, I'm just so stressed out because of my job or I'm so stressed out because, you know, of the kids or I'm so stressed out because X, Y, Z situation Um, or I'm home alone right? That's an opportunity for me not to be judged about how much I'm eating, what I'm eating. This is finally a time where I can just have the alone time to just enjoy food and not have the pressure of worrying about comments from other people, right? I can literally just eat whatever I want. And most of the time people eat in secret, right? We don't want to be judged. Um, Maybe you think that you binge because you keep trigger foods in the house, So maybe your thought process is, well, if I have chocolate in the house, 
obviously I'm going to, I'm going to binge on it. Right. Or maybe you think that you binge because you're restricting certain foods and you have these certain food ropes. So can all of these things propel you to binge a hundred percent, right? If you're stressed, let me tell you, you're probably not going to crave broccoli, right? If you're home alone and you get that opportunity, you're probably not going to want to clean your house, you know, cook and tidy everything up. You're probably going to want to just eat some good food and enjoy that pleasurable sensation that you can get without judgment, right? If you have cookies in the house, you're more likely to eat them than if you don't have cookies in the house. But here's the thing, you guys, all of these things, stress, boredom, being home alone, keeping foods in the house, keeping those trigger foods in the house can lead you to binge. It can be more susceptible. You're going to be more susceptible to binge, but it doesn't actually make you binge. Pow. It doesn't actually make you binge. So let me explain. Through repeated action, you have wired this habit deeply into your brain. Think about anything. The more times that you do something over and over and over again through repetition, the easier it becomes, right? It becomes a habit. It becomes an autopilot. You no longer need to think about it. Your brain has created a pathway and it's just autopilot. It's just go mode. And the thing is, you guys, your brain is very smart, but your brain doesn't like to work hard. Your brain is like, what is the most efficient path? What is the easiest way that I can get to my destination? What is the easiest way that I can get to from point A to point B without having to think too much? So I like to use this example of a bicycle. So let's say you have a kid or maybe when you're younger, you had training wheels on your bike. I don't think I did. I think I just went for it. I was like, screw this. I think I just started on a bike. I can't even remember. Um, I love bike riding, by the way. But maybe you start off with training wheels, right? And the first time you ride the bike, it's like, maybe your balance is off and you're like, whoa, like I'm not used to this. Like, how do I work this thing? But eventually, if you do that again tomorrow and the next day and the next day, you're going to get to a point where you no longer need the training wheels and it's going to be easy for you, right? You don't have to think. You just literally get on your bike and you go, right? Just like a car. The first time you drive a car, right? It's like, okay, I got to fix the mirror, you know, got to make sure I wait three seconds at the light. We got to do all these things. And then afterward, it just becomes on autopilot. Same with binge eating, okay? Okay. You have wired this habit in your brain. So the more times that you binge over and over and over again through repetition, the easier it is going to feel for you to have to give in, right? Like that impulse, that impulsive feeling where you can't think about anything else except giving into the binge, that becomes so much harder for you to resist because this habit is now on autopilot. Is this making sense. Give me a heck yes in the comments. I got to make sure you guys are still alert, paying attention. Give me a heck yes if this is making sense. Okay. Drop a comment. So without getting into too much tech, so to speak, or too much science, I should say, um, I want to explain to you why this happens, right? Thank you, Abby. So there's two parts of your brain. Okay. We have 
the higher part of our brain. I call this awesome Trish. So I call this the the higher self, so to speak. Okay. So you have this higher brain. This is the, think of this as like the best version of you. If you can think about the most aligned version of you, the best version of you, this is the part of you that knows that she wants food freedom. She knows that she wants to feel balanced and in control with food. She knows that she no longer wants to binge. And she knows that she wants to be able to enjoy all of her favorite foods without guilt. Okay. This is the best, highest part of you. Then we have your lower brain. Think of this as like an animalistic type of of brain. So this is the part of you that feels out of control with food to the point where it's almost like, I don't even care about my goals anymore. I feel this impulse. I feel this urge to want to go binge on cookies or have the Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And I don't even care about my goals right now because I'm so uncomfortable. It feels like I must give into that impulse. The way that I describe it to my clients is like an itchy mosquito bite. It feels like you have to scratch that itchy mosquito bite. And when you feel that mosquito bite, it's so itchy. You're like, I don't even care if I'm going to keep scratching. I'm just going to do it because it feels like I have to. And same with the binge eating. You know you're going to feel the guilt, the shame. It's embarrassing. It sucks being bloated all the time. But it gets to a point where this part of your brain is like, I don't even care. I just need my fix. I just need my fix. Okay. Does that make sense? So remember you have the part of your brain, go back the higher brain, the part of you that knows she wants to stop this. She knows it's harmful for her physical and mental health, but then she also has this other part of her brain that feels out of control. That's like, I got to get my fix. Yes. Give me a thumbs up. If this makes sense, thumbs up in the comments. So drop a comment down below you guys. So much interaction. I know I like to make these interact interactive. So I asked for a lot of comments. <laughs> um, yeah, Trish, exactly. My brain always says just one more time. Yeah. So it's not a willpower issue, right? It's not a motivation issue. You literally wire this habit into your brain and we're going to get into how to rewire it in just a second. Um, okay. So how do you feel when that impulse arises? How do you feel when that impulse arises? What comes up for you? What thoughts, what sensations, what phrases, what emotions pop up when you feel that impulse to bitch? I know Trish already says, my brain says just one more time. And I know that's so common, right? Like this is going to be the last time. I promise this is going to be the last time. You know, what, what comes up for you? Is it uncomfortable sensations? Is it anxiety? Is it fear? Is it what, what comes up for you? Yeah. My heart races and I feel the urgency to eat. Exactly. Yes, totally. Yeah. I remember you guys like coming home from work. I wouldn't even remember how I even got home. I was like, just thinking about what food I was going to eat. I would like be in my driveway. Like I would like unlock my door and like, just run to the kitchen. Like I felt like I was literally in a 911 emergency. Like it was like that intense. Um, okay. Janet says, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to do tomorrow. I love it. Right. Yeah. Screw it. Like, I'm just going to do better tomorrow. I'm just going to do this one more time. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm usually like, oh, come on, not again. I thought this health kick would be different. Lots of anxiety and fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All the different emotions, right? Like, oh, I'm so like, I'm nervous. I'm fearful. Yeah. Nervousness. Exactly. I ate one chocolate bar. Might as well go all in. Yes. The all or nothing mentality. We're going to talk about that. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So when you feel that impulse to binge, obviously it's really uncomfortable and it's really hard to dismiss, right? So I already know what you guys were going to say. It doesn't matter how much motivation you have, how much willpower you have. It doesn't matter if you tell yourself, okay, this is the last time I'm going to do this or just don't do it. Just don't give in, right? Or maybe you've made promises to yourself. I remember literally promising myself. I'm like, okay, if I stare at myself in the mirror and look at my myself in the eyes and I promise myself, I'm never going to binge again. Or if I say it out loud, I'm not going to do it. But you guys know, it doesn't matter how many times you promise yourself or you just tell yourself, don't do it. It feels like you have to give in. So why does this actually happen? Number one, like I mentioned, the more times that you repeat something over and over and over again, the more the habit becomes on autopilot, okay? The easier it is for you to give into that impulse. The impulse becomes stronger, right? It feels more uncomfortable. So the easier for for you to just want to give in because let's be honest, nobody likes feeling uncomfortable, right? And number two, Foods that are higher in sugar, carbs, and fat lights up our brain's reward center. So there's actually a part of our brain, it's called the reward center, and that gets lit up every time you consume those foods that are high in sugar, carbs, and fat. So think about like a little kid on Christmas. I love Christmas. This is my favorite time of the year. That's when the time I've got engaged. So it's literally just my favorite time of the year. But think about a little kid on Christmas, like so excited to open up his or her gifts, right? That same feeling. It's like, I want to keep going. I want to keep opening up more gifts. Like that excitement builds. When you consume foods that are high in sugar, carbs, and fat, the brain's reward center is like doing a happy dance. And it's like, oh, this feels so good. It's so pleasurable. I want more. And it feels like you want to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. So yeah, like Kirstie said, I can't like, not just one chocolate bar, I might as well eat the whole thing or not just a bite of chocolate. Why don't I just eat the whole thing? Okay. So this is the diet binge cycle. I'm going to go through all of these different phases um, in just a second here. So the first part, um, okay, just want to make sure there wasn't any questions. Uh, so the first part is the restrict. Okay. This is where there's food rules. So maybe you have conscious rules or maybe there's some subconscious rules. Maybe you consciously know you only allow yourself one tablespoon of almond butter, or you tell yourself, I can't eat fruit. I don't know. Maybe you have these certain food rules that are very conscious. You're very well aware that you're doing this. But maybe you also have some subconscious rules that you don't really know you're really aware of doing it. It's just in the back of your mind because of things that you've been taught in the past, maybe from certain diets, right? Like keto says carbs are bad for you. So maybe you're consciously, maybe you're not doing keto, but subconsciously in the back of your mind, when you're putting carbs on your plate, you're like, I shouldn't be eating this. This is bad for me. This is going to make me gain weight. This is going to make me fat. 
right? We have these conscious food roles in the back of our mind. It's very black and white thinking. So you feel like there are good foods and there are bad foods. How many of you guys believe or, or still have a hard time with good and bad foods? Thinking that there are good and bad foods. Give me a comment. Yes. If, if you still feel like your brain is like, that is good. That is healthy. That is bad. That's going to make me gain weight. It's really common to still have those food rolls. So that is the first part, you guys, the restriction. Okay. Yeah. Trish. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Planting roses. I can't remember what your name is. Drop it down below. I want to make sure I'm saying your name. I know we talked on Instagram. Um, it's improving, but yes, intellectual. Yeah. Cool. Okay, you guys, that's the first part. First part, not first part. <laughs> I chose try so hard not to do this, but it happens all the time. Yeah. Margaret. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, you guys. So drop it down in the comment section what some of your food rules are. Maybe it's no fruit. Maybe it's no carbs. Maybe it's I can only half a cup of rice. Maybe it's I can only eat egg whites, not the egg yolks. What are some of your food rules? Drop some of your food rules down below, you guys. What are some of your food? For me, I used to always say one tablespoon of almond butter. What are my other food rules? Uh, I used to tell myself I couldn't eat at night and then I binge every single night. Doesn't work. Uh, stick to one plate only. Yeah. So kind of like the portions. Yeah. What else you guys? Um, cool. Yeah. Keep dropping it down. Only one slice of toast with my eggs, not two. Yeah. Smaller portions, little to no sugar, no need for dessert. I got to measure my food, only carbs and fruit at breakfast. Yeah. So we have all these food rules, right? And I would, you can just ask yourself right now, out of the food rules that I have, are those the foods that I tend to crave? Are those the foods that I tend to binge on? Don't need to answer. Just take a minute and, and just think about that for a minute. Uh, must have vegetables with every meal. Otherwise, it's not balanced. Yes, I was just talking about that. Um, tonight, I actually made myself pancakes. And in the past, it'd be like, this is not a meal. I need to have a protein, carb, and a vegetable, right? But yeah, with these food rolls, it can really just mess us up in the head. No carbs at night. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So after we've restricted, hey, Rebecca, the second part of the diet binge cycle is there's pressure. There's pressure that starts to build. So what ends up happening is we start thinking about those foods that are off limits even more. So maybe some of your food rolls were carbs, right? And then all you start thinking about is carbs or I can't, um, let's just see here. Um, I can't eat sugar, right? Maybe you're all you're thinking about is sugary foods or the fact that you can't have, uh, two slices of toast. Maybe you're all you're thinking about is like, I just want that second piece of toast, right? You start to think about those foods that you deem as off limits even more because we always want what we can't have, right? We always want what we can't have. Drop that in the comments. We always want what we can't have, okay? If you tell yourself no chocolate, literally all you're gonna want is chocolate. That's just the way that our brain works 
right? We like to be these little rebels. <laughs> we all have a little inner rebel inside of us. It's like, I don't want to be told what to do. You can't tell me what to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, Trish, I told you this is going to make so much sense. This is going to make so much sense. I'm excited. Okay. So think about, I want to share this analogy of a basketball to kind of help you guys understand um, how restriction is always going to lead to this pressure buildup. So think about having a basketball underwater. Okay. So a basketball could be quite heavy. Even if you use a plastic basketball or a real basketball, you're placing this basketball underwater. There's a lot of pressure, right? Maybe you can push this ball underwater for a short period of time, right? But eventually it's going to be difficult. I don't know if you guys have ever tried this before, but like there's so much pressure. You're like, oh my God, I better not let this go because I'm going to get smacked in the face, right? You have to make sure that you're holding that basketball underwater. This is the same thing with your food rolls. You're pushing the ball underwater, AKA you're telling yourself, I can't eat carbs at night. I, um, you know, have to have vegetables with all of my meals. I can only eat fruit at breakfast, smaller portions. And what ends up happening is there's so much pressure being built. I can't mess up on my diet. I can't have those carbs. And eventually, just like your arms get super tired from holding the ball underwater, your mind starts to become really deprived. Your body starts to become really deprived of all of those foods that you're telling yourself you can't have. And eventually gets to a point where your arms get tired. You're like, screw this. You let your arms go. The ball doesn't slowly come up. The ball literally shoots up, almost smacks you in the face. And you're like, what the freaking heck, right? Same with food rules. You get to a point, I can't not have sugar anymore. Screw it. I'm entering the all or nothing mentality. That is phase three. You've released the pressure. It's too much for you. There's too much built up pressure. There's too much restriction to the point where you can't handle it anymore. So then you tell yourself, screw it. I'm going to eat all the carbs. I'm going to eat all the sugar. Screw eating vegetables with dinner. I don't even want that anymore. Right? I'm just going to eat carbs or I'm going to just go off my diet completely right? Is this making sense? Give me a, give me some hearts. Give me some love. You guys give me some love. Show me some emojis here. I'm going to give myself some hearts because I don't see any, anyone else doing it. Um, so we have this all or nothing mentality. I call it like the last supper, um, the last supper syndrome, right? So essentially you believe that this is technically like your last supper, right? This is the last time I'm going to eat these foods, right? Just one more time, just one last time. I promise I'm going to eat this piece of chocolate and then tomorrow, no more sugar. I'm throwing all the shit out of the way. I'm, I'm going grocery shopping and making only healthy choices, right? So we have that last supper mentality, all or nothing mentality. And then the last part of the cycle is fear. Okay. So after you just said, screw it. You have the all or nothing mentality. You started eating all of the foods. You start judging your food choices. You start feeling horrible, bloated, feeling physically sick. Because remember, it's the last supper. This is the last time you're going to be able to eat these foods. So you go balls to the wall and you eat until you're physically sick, right? And your mind starts thinking, okay, how can I get back on my diet? 
how many of you guys know that after you have like a binge episode or you kind of go balls to the wall, it's like, I got to get my shit together. I got to start planning things. I remember I would spend so long, like planning my diet out. And what ends up happening is maybe you look back to, to see what worked for you before. And I say worked in quotations because diets don't work, but let's say keto quote unquote worked for you. Maybe you lost weight on it. Right. And it's like, Hmm, maybe I should go back to keto because I'm feeling out of control right now. I need some sense of control. Maybe I'm going to go back to keto or maybe you re-download my fitness pal. And it's like, I can't control myself. I got to get back on my fitness pal. Okay. There's the fear there. And the reason why is because your mind wants to turn to safety. You don't feel safe at all right now. You feel out of control and you need that sense of control. You need to find that safety. Okay. You guys know dieting doesn't work, but it gives you a sense of safety. Yes. Give me, give me a a high five. Give me a high five. If you're over here, give me a high five. If that makes sense. Okay. So what ends up happening is you grab that basketball, AKA you create even more rules for yourself. You push that ball underwater and you feel that pressure again, right? You create those, those, um, uh, those rules again, that, that pressure builds up again. Okay. That pressure builds up again. Okay. So you guys, it doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter what your food rules are. It doesn't matter what foods you're restricting. It doesn't even matter what you're doing with food. Yes. It does not matter because It's not about the food. You've wired this habit deeply in your brain. And this cycle repeats itself over and over and over and over again. Okay. You've wired this habit in your brain. And that's why I'm such a big believer in reprogramming and rewiring your brain. That is what's helped me. That's what helped all of my clients. And that's why I use my root and rewire process so we can rewire the brain and get you out of these cycles. Okay. I don't know how many times I went back to keto, but only to crash and burn. Exactly. Right. It's just, it's, it's, we know these things don't work, but when we don't know another way, we just go to the path that we, that we knew. Right. And, 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 it, and like, maybe it did work, right? Maybe there was some weight that was, that came off. Although we know it's not sustainable, we know that we can't live carb, no carbs for the rest of our life. It's like, I just need some safety right now. Okay. So you guys, every single time you go through this cycle, restricting, having that built up pressure, having the all or nothing mentality, right? The pressure release saying, screw it. I'm going off my diet and then feeling the fear, the guilt, the shame, the judgment. Every time you go through this cycle, the stronger the impulse becomes, the stronger the pull becomes between feeling like you need to go eat that piece of cake. You need to go eat that chocolate. You need to go have that Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Okay. Now, here's the thing, 99.9% of people restrict, feel the pressure, they feel deprived, they have the screw it, fuck it, all or nothing mentality, you feel the fear, right? There's judgment there, 
And 99.9% of the time you go back to restriction, you go back to what's comfortable, you go back to what is safe, you go back to that diet. But in order to break free from this cycle, number one, you got to ease the pressure and allow yourself to eat your favorite foods without judgment. Let me tell you something, you guys. Let me repeat that actually. Without judgment. Okay. Anytime there is judgment, you're, you're going to feel the guilt. Think about the word cheat meal. I hate the word cheat meal. I used to have cheat meals and I went balls to the wall. But think about the word cheat. We know cheating isn't good. In relationships, on tests, right from school, we know cheating isn't good. And if you automatically telling yourself that I'm cheating on my diet, I'm eating a bad food, there's going to be judgment there. I shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. This is bad. So you got to stop the judgment. Number two, remember that restriction will always lead to binging. Always, 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 always lead to binging. Okay. And number three, we need to reprogram and rewire your brain so you don't feel that impulse to binge because the impulse, right, that nagging mosquito bite is what's actually propelling you to binge. Okay. Yeah. My cheat day would lead to a cheat week. Yeah. All the time. Right. Cause it's like, I just ate so much. Like I don't even have motivation to eat like well tomorrow because I already messed up so badly. Right. Definitely. So here's the thing, you guys, instead of fighting against the impulse and your mind, instead of fighting against your mind to say, don't do it. Don't give in just one more time. Instead of getting to that point, let's prevent the impulse from arising in the first place, right? Because we all know whether it's nine o'clock at night, when you're home alone, whether it's on the weekend, whenever your trigger times are, it feels uncomfortable. I said this so many times and I'm going to say it again. It feels like you have to give in. So instead of figuring out what to do in that moment and trying to fight against yourself, telling yourself, don't do it, it's not going to work. You can try to distract yourself. You can try to play with your kids, focus on work. It's not going to work because again, you've wired that habit in your brain. So let's prevent you from even getting to that point of feeling uncomfortable, feeling the impulse to binge, because if the impulse isn't there, you're not going to binge. Give me a heck yes in the comments if this is making sense. Give me a heck yes if this is making sense, you guys. Give me a heck yes. I got some thumbs up. I love it. I'm giving myself hearts. I love it. Awesome. Okay, cool. So like I said, you guys, this cycle, right? This cycle is going to keep happening. It's going to keep um, making the impulse so much more stronger. And we need to break this cycle. We need to break this cycle, aka you got to stop going on the restricted path. Stop going on the restricted diets. All right. Okay. Bonus, you guys. Some of you guys are like, okay, Lorna, but maybe I haven't rewired my brain yet, or I don't know how, right? And can you just give me like something, like when I'm feeling that impulse to binge, like, can you just give me something because it's still really uncomfortable? Um, 
Oh, thanks, Trish. Thanks, Trish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for that comment. Um, so if you guys are like, just give me something, right? Just give me something when I'm feeling uncomfortable because it's freaking annoying. Um, I'm going to share that with you. Okay. And that is da-na-na. ready for it. Breath work. And it was so funny. I was talking to uh, a few people yesterday and the day before about breath work. And this is something that I actually teach my clients. And we actually do monthly breath work sessions. But this is a great tool to change how you're physically feeling. Remember, when you're feeling that impulse to binge, it's uncomfortable. All you need to think about is getting into that impulse. But when you do certain breath patterns, I'm a certified uh, breath work facilitator as well, too. When we do certain breath patterns, it changes our physical state. It changes how we physically feel in the body to the point where, number one, we're not so impulsive. And number two, we can create that pattern interrupt to the point where we, we don't feel that same impulse to have to go and binge. Okay. So this is great to use uh, either when you're feeling the impulse to binge or just in general to calm the body down and to make you less impulsive in general. So one of the breath patterns, there's so many, there's specific breath patterns um, for certain types of things, but I'm going to share one with you that you can do really easily. It's just a quick exhale through the mouth, snapping your belly in. Doesn't have to be that fast, but let's say you do that for about 30 seconds. You take a break. You do that again for 30 seconds. Maybe you do about three rounds or so you're going to feel different. If you just try it right now, you might even, you might get a little bit lightheaded or dizzy just because we're moving so much energy in the body. Um, but you can do that for about 30 seconds, take a break, do it for 30 seconds again, and you're going to get that state change. Okay. And again, this is something that you can do in the moment that you feel the impulse to binge. But the whole point of this is to rewire your brain so you don't have to implement a tool. You don't have to implement a strategy because you no longer feel the impulse to binge. That is complete free food freedom, you guys. That is complete food freedom. Okay. Awesome. I hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to rate the podcast and leave a review. It really helps the podcast get seen to more women who are also ready to improve their relationship with food and break free from binge eating. So go ahead, rate the podcast, and then leave a review for me. I read every single one of them and I really, really do appreciate it. So Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next episode.